0: Welcome to another episode of Encouragement 511. My name is Al Argo. I am the positive impact coach and I am the host of this brand new, very exciting podcast called Encouragement 511, where our goal is simple to encourage you and to encourage you to encourage others. On this podcast, I do interview authors, artists, athletes, business, and ministry leaders from around America and even around the world. And today, it's my privilege, it's my joy to Have with me today on our second episode of Encouragement 511, none other than Pastor Terry Kessling from, well, the SEC football capital of Georgia, Athens, Georgia. I would say of the (laughs) South, but, you know, we've got Tuscaloosa over uh, other states. Well, you know who the reigning champs are. All right. Uh, Georgia's number one this season, but the next football season is coming. I'm a big Alabama guy. Road Tide Pastor Terry is in Athens, Georgia. He actually pastors Christian Life Worship Center. I've had the privilege of speaking for you several, several uh, times and years gone by. Welcome to Encouragement Five One One, Pastor.
1: Well, thank you, Al. Thank you, Al. I appreciate being here. Hey, I'm going to go off script just for a second, because the first time you came uh, to Christian Life Worship Center during my tenure as pastor, it was on a Wednesday evening, and we had a torrential downpour, and you encouraged us with your servanthood by pushing a broom, pushing water out of the basement
0: (laughs) with a broom. I remember remember that event just like it was a month or two ago, even though it's been years and years ago. And, uh, and you know, we, we get storms often in the south, and that was a particularly, that was, uh, that was a lot of water, a lot of water, yeah, a lot of, uh, you know, and, and again, you know, we've seen it all in the south, from, uh, from tornadoes to flash floods to just craziness. But how long have you actually been in Athens at this point? Yeah,
1: so it's uh, coming up on five years. July will be five years here at Christian Life Worship Center.
0: Congratulations. I love college towns. Again, you know, I went to school over in Tuscaloosa, but love Athens. Uh, and we've got college towns all across the South and really all across America and even all around the world. So we we love, I love college towns just because of, you know, it's people, people are learning, people are growing. And, and as an adult learner, uh, you know, and and uh, you're a pastor and, and I serve uh, not only, you know, ministry, but also corporate Uh, America and and Asia, I just want to encourage people to keep learning. I tell people my name's Al. A-L is an acronym for always learning. And uh, (laughs) here on the podcast, we always have an encouraging word of the week. And this week is our second episode. So simply the, the encouraging word of the week is encouragement. And uh, and so you and I were talking recently, uh, and uh, and you told me this very interesting story about you going into the hospital. I was like, well, pastor, why don't you come on to the podcast and share that story? And let's talk about encouragement. Because again, whether you are a pastor or a CEO or an author or an athlete or an artist, or a business or a ministry leader, we all need encouragement. And, and we also provide encouragement to our teammates. If we're athletes, uh, we, we provide encouragement to other authors as an author, uh, or, or ever how, you know, whatever our role is, we, you know, as parents, we have to encourage our teenage children or our young adult children. So tell us a little bit about this story of, of that you shared with me recently.
1: All right, I will. Uh, So let me preamble this with with encouragement. Um, It's such a valuable tool, especially in this climate where we talk a lot about mentoring and and, and the church world discipling. Encouragement is a great tool. And uh, I am trying to uh, model some of that after you, Al, uh, because every year on my birthday, I get a call from Al Argo. Even when I first started, I didn't know you very well, but you are faithful to do that, and it's always good to get those kinds of encouragements um, when people go out of their way. So you called me on my birthday to wish me a happy birthday, and I told you that uh, I was recovering mm-hmm. from surgery About at that time about four weeks, and my doctor gave me a good report. So. Uh, but the surgery came about because uh, I started having some neurological symptoms in the, my right index middle finger and my right thumb and tingling and it wouldn't go away. So visits to the doctor and a couple tries at the MRI tube. Uh, they diagnosed that I had some issues in my L. Uh, no, not the L. That's at the bottom. OK, my C5, 6 and 7 mm-hmm. joints. But, mm-hmm. So the two dicks. In between those C five C six C six C seven joints uh, were were compressed. Uh, there was some uh, bony growth into my spine, and it was impacting my nerves. I was also, as I as I learned, as I learned about it, it was also impacting my motion, hmm. pain, wow. uh, muscle tightness in my shoulders and neck, and hmm. uh, more more than I anticipated. Hmm. So I I uh, got a couple consults. And the second doctor, I just, uh, my wife and I both just kind of felt very good about her. She's, she's well-known here in the Athens community. She does perform uh, neurological surgeries and other things for the UGA Athletic Department. She's an adjunct professor there at UGA. I don't have permission to mention her name other than that. But anyway, so very experienced, very comfortable. So I felt at peace to start with, but I had to wait a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a number of different reasons. She's hard to get appointments for, number one. And number two, I had so much going on in the early part of the year, I pushed it to February 23rd. Part of that is because I got COVID in January. <laughs> so a lot of things going on and some anxiety was building. But my church family mm-hmm. uh, and my personal family and, and people on Facebook and, and a lot of folks prayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they laid hands on me and they prayed in the spirit and they anointed me. And as that time came up, I felt at peace. Wow. So that brings us up to that day of surgery. Yeah. So I'm there waiting. Uh, the doctor comes in. the The uh, anesthesiologist comes in, and they do all their talking. I had people stop by uh, even during this latter part of COVID. I had a couple of folks come by to give encouraging words and, and prayer. And so they roll me down the uh, down the hallway and into the surgical room. And if you've ever had surgery, you know they take you from this nice, comfortable—no, they're not really comfortable—but this nice hospital bed, mm-hmm. and they put you on this little teeny tiny. <laughs> Uh, operating table. I I didn't realize how small they were. Uh, They don't show that on the TV, but uh, pretty small. So I'm barely on there. And they said, you know, make sure you're centered. So I made sure I was centered. And then they started wrapping me with these warm linens, blankets, sheets, whatever it was. And they started folding it around me. I I felt I even made the comment. I I felt like they were swaddling me. And at that point, I had a strong sense of being bathed in prayer. I Mm -hmm. I had never felt it to that degree. I just felt... The peace of God washing over me, and I just was at peace. I was warm, I was cozy, I was snuggled in. I felt like I was the center of attention. I even, I even told them that, and they said, "You are." <laughs> as they were preparing the knife and preparing me as that uh, anesthesia, he said, "I'm gonna put you to sleep now." And I said, "Thank you." And I saw these five faces just peering in around me. I'll never forget five faces smiling at me, feeling that peace. And I know their presence did that, but I know the presence of the Lord was really what gave me the peace. So,
0: Well, that's a great story about you as a pastor uh, of a local church in Athens, Georgia. You had your church and your Facebook friends and others who surrounded you before this Pivotal day of surgery, and they bathe yeah. you in prayer. And, you know, here at Encouragement 511, I, I'm actually building a brand new website. I'm building a brand new podcast. None of this has ever been into existence before, but we're starting it from nothing and building something because people need encouragement. And so I put the very first page on the website, encouragement511.com, after, you know, the homepage, the first page really that we we built was was a page that people can connect with us for prayer. Again, whether they're in hmm. Germany or Georgetown, whether they're in Athens, Georgia or Athens, Greece, or uh, whether they're in Birmingham, Alabama or Birmingham, England, they can go to Encouragement 511 and click the button, need prayer. And we've got a prayer team who loves to pray. And, and there's no need that's too small. There's no need That's too great because people and again, in years gone by, I I worked full time, uh, you know, as a you know, when I was back in, uh, uh, you know, doing some graduate work, I worked full time in a prayer ministry in Dallas, Texas. And so prayer is important and even prayer from a distance. So so whether our listeners are whether again, whether you're a CEO whether you're a salesperson, whether you're a pastor, like Pastor Terry in Athens, uh, people need prayer. And I need prayer. I've I've got challenges. Uh, You know, everybody's got obstacles, but I tell people, take the obstacle, identify it, and then ask the Lord to help you turn it into an opportunity. So we've got the encouraging word of the day, which is encouragement, which is, you know, it's, it's important for Encouragement 511 to have that at least, you know, in the beginning of, uh, of the podcast, to have that at the word of the week. And, and so our encouraging verse of the week is First Thessalonians 511, which simply says, therefore, encourage one another and build others up just as you're doing. So you as a pastor, you certainly build people up when, when you go and you do hospital visits, you you know, you bring a word uh, you, you know, you've got a great singing voice. I don't sing. I can make a joyful noise. That's about the extent of my singing, but I, I do like to sing in the shower. But uh, but we also want to have an encouraging quote every week. And so you've got the encouragement quote of the week. Would you like to share that, Pastor?
1: Yeah, when you, when you mentioned that to me, the one of the first ones that came to mind, I had to look it up to get the details right, but I, I've used this I, and, and um, I'll just reference this. So uh, I was an army chaplain. So 20 years ago, I retired and came here to Athens. But one of the quotes that I used often, the chaplains are called to give a quote before the, the staff meetings. Oh. Um, and so this one I used often. I think it's it's both relevant in the in the secular world and in the military and leadership, but it's also very relevant in the church world. Yeah. Um, and everybody everybody's familiar with Corey Ten Boom and the impact that she made on the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then here's one of my favorite quotes of hers never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Mm, that's good. And that is one that we can use to encourage others. But even that quote just gives encouragement that no matter what we face, whether it's surgery or whether it's speaking in front of people for the first time. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. Or being being in your very second podcast, uh, we don't know the future, but that's God right.
0: does. That's right.
1: Mm-hmm. And we can trust that's him. Right.
0: Well, we've all any of us who speak in public have spoken for the first time uh, and and people always get nervous. And someone once said, you you know, it's OK to be nervous. It's OK to have butterflies. You just make those butterflies fly in formation. And uh, but going back to Corey Tim Boom, I actually had the privilege of going to her watch shop, uh, which is still operational, at least before COVID. It was you know, they, they ran rented a daily schedule of that historic home. And have you been able in all your travels, have you been no. able to go to, to, uh, you know, she wrote, now she wrote the book, the hiding place, right? Right. Well, right? yeah. So did, did she write the book or it was written about her life? You're putting me out of the spot. I, I, I'm, I, have, I'm, I have no I'm idea. not hundred percent sure. But I know it's, it's, it's conversation. I read the book. I saw the movie back when I was a kid, you know, when I was a kid, the movie was black and white, you know, I bet our viewers and our, and our listeners uh, who are listening uh can go maybe it's on youtube maybe maybe the the hiding place uh the movie uh it might be on it might be on youtube youtube's got a lot of stuff of course this podcast we're gonna have this on youtube uh we're also gonna have it on uh, i use i use the alexa smart speaker a lot are you using alexa pastor yeah uh we have one
1: <laughs> you gotta watch what you say in front of Alexa.
0: Well, she's listening right now, and the right. podcast will be on Alexa at Encouragement Five One One, and so all you know on all the on all the outlets, whether it's iTunes, we're going to have Encouragement Five One One again. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'll be very transparent. I have no idea what I'm doing. I just want to encourage one person. If and and right now, you and I are encouraging each other, and and you, right. you always encourage me when I talk to you but uh, but listen if you're listening to the podcast connect with us go to encouragement511.com leave us a review uh, i'm so excited in, in fact you, you talked about Corey but i i mentioned her in uh in the book I've, I've got a brand new book called bless beyond stress and the subtitle is how to overcome adversity manage stress and live a life of resilience and and i i i have a quote from her and they're about stress i'll let people read the book mainly cuz i'm i'm like you i can't think of the quote, uh, off the top of my head, but she's got a great quote in there uh, about, about stress. And so she's very, she's a very wise, very influential woman who influenced a lot of people and encouraged a lot of people, not only in her country, but around the world. So tell me, let's talk about you being an army chaplain. Did, did you enjoy the time you served in the military? I
1: did it. It was definitely a calling, and that story is probably best saved for for another time because I could get I could probably get wordy, uh, okay. in in talking about my days as an army chaplain. But it was very rewarding, mm-hmm. very different. Mm-hmm. You know, I've come to find out. Well, I knew it, but I've really come to appreciate the differences between being a military chaplain and being a civilian pastor. Oh. Uh, it's it's just there the, the way you apply god's presence and god's grace is just it's similar but but it's different and uh, anyway it was a rewarding ministry it's one of those where you where you touch a lot of lives but you you may never know that's right you may never know the impact
0: and and that's true with a lot of things whether it's a book that we write or a podcast that we make or tv show that we you know we write the script for you may never know the the influence the eternal impact that your life's work, uh, has on other people. And so, so again, we're, we're encouraged in first Thessalonians 5.11 to encourage others and build others up. And so thank you for encouraging me today. How how do you, how do you intentionally encourage others in Athens? I'm just, we're just having a conversation.
1: Oh, okay. So, um, well, the first and foremost, you, you just got to and here's the key. Here's the trickiest part. You've got to be aware. Mm-hmm. You've got to be aware. You have to have an awareness of the moment. And, and oftentimes, especially during this time of COVID, we have forgotten that. We go in and I just, I actually talked about this last Sunday in my sermon. We go in and we have not only the mask on our face, but we have blinders on, like the horse blinders. Right. And we're just minding our own business. Mm-hmm. And, and the last two years have, have somewhat trained us, and we've, we've lost that sense of being in the moment with people. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you an example, and being intentional. I guess being intentional, whether it's in the pulpit or whether it's in the um, just the conversations before and after church or whether it's in the, the office, being intentional, knowing what to say and when to say it, knowing what not to say, because sometimes we can all step into that pothole of, ooh, I said something Mm -hmm. that wasn't very helpful ah i wish i could take that back and we can't so being intentional i I will give you one example Mm -hmm. during my convalescence i think it was the first week um i i wasn't able to get out at all so my wife pam didn't want to leave me alone Mm -hmm. so we ordered it wasn't the first time but it it was the first time we ordered groceries during that time we ordered from a local grocery store it was a chain grocery store and Mm -hmm. they delivered and the young lady pulled up and i Stepped out on the porch. Pam wasn't right there in that room, so I said, "Would you mind bringing these into the, you know, into the uh, kitchen? We have a little have our kitchen table just a few steps in." I said, "I just had surgery, and I'm not supposed to lift anything more than five pounds." So she did. I don't think I don't know that she was supposed to, but she did. She brought the groceries in and set them on that kitchen table so that they could be unpacked. Mm -hmm. And then as she was walking back out, I said, "Can can I? I'm a pastor. Can I pray for you?" Mm-hmm. And she said, "Okay." So I said a prayer, and I'm not going to recount that because I, I couldn't recount all the words I said. But I prayed over her life. I prayed that God would help her with her whatever circumstances she was praying. And I got a little specific in that prayer. And as I finished, she looked at me. She said, "What was what's the word she used? Uh, are you clairvoyant?" She didn't use clairvoyant, but I, you know, are you, mm-hmm. you know, is there something hokey going on here? Can you uh, see into my life? Uh, and I said, uh, "I said uh, no." um mm-hmm. psychic that's the word she used are you psychic oh wow and i said no uh that's just the lord letting you know that's just jesus letting you know that he cares about you and he loves that's you good.
0: that's in good. your
1: life and that's... i have probably missed some of those moments mm-hmm. we all have but being aware of our surroundings in the army we called it situational awareness but in right. ministry we call it spiritual situation awareness or we can call it that right. and being intentional Mm -hmm. Uh, and in that moment, God used that to
0: encourage her. And and then you gave her a hundred dollar tip to really encourage her.
1: I did give her a little bit of a tip, but I don't think it was a hundred dollars. Well, you know, in
0: the new economy, I've done, I've done, we've all done things like that at the spirits leading, but Hey, that's right. That's right. Let the spirit lead. But, uh, but you know, you know, the meaning of tip T-I-P. I I, I know a lot of our listeners know this is to ensure prompt service T I P S right. Uh, TIPS and uh, and so you know overseas uh, a lot of times you don't have the the, the tipping yeah. culture. T- are you at liberty to share one or two or three countries that you've lived in overseas? Yeah, as so yeah,
1: in 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 Deutschland in Germany, you don't tip. Yeah, uh, they. As a matter of fact, if you if you know your first time American there traveling, you want to tip. Mm-hmm. They they are taken aback. They don't know what they. I mean, they are about service, yeah. and they don't know what to do with the tip. Yeah. So you you don't tip in Germany. We 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 were stationed there twice.
0: Uh huh. I've not been to Nuremberg, but uh, but my uh, my dad was stationed in Nuremberg years ago, and so he he always told me I should go. So that's on my bucket list. I have a very long bucket list, a goal list, and so I would encourage our our listeners and uh, uh, if you don't have a goal list, set a goal for this year and in the years to come. And I have a goal list. How about you? Are are you writing your goals? Uh, I have goals, but I don't know that I have that, what
1: you're talking about
0: written down in that way. Oh, I write uh, down. I've been doing it for years. And what and again, that's another conversation for another podcast, but, uh, but I, I learned that concept from people like Charles tremendous Jones and the Zig Ziglar and, and Brian Tracy and others who just, you know, you, you write it down and, and even in Habakkuk, uh, I believe it's, uh, maybe it's two, two. Uh, it says write the vision and make it plain that they may run who read it, and and so I think there's something there about writing. Yeah, and again I type, I actually type it into my laptop. Well, mm-hmm. well I have a, I have a,
1: an app, you know, a note app on my phone, and it's full of stuff. So yeah. I, I will caveat what I answered earlier, saying I don't have that specific goal list as you describe it, but I have a lot of stuff that I write down. That's right. Um, while, while I was, for instance, while I was convalescing, I was just spending more time reading, praying, um, being open to God, listening. And I have a lot of, God dropped a lot of things in my heart. And so I, I don't type, I tap,
0: (laughs) tapping away in there, (laughs) you know, in my, in my, in my virtual memory. (laughs) That's right. Well, and I have it all around me here. I have old phones and iPads and I'm just so, you know, I'm not, uh, I wouldn't say I'm tech savvy, but, but we have to be, uh, you have to be, you know, aware, you have to be right. aware and intentional of how technology can help us or hurt us in, in this year. And, yeah, uh, we can and, be tech
1: dependent too, can't we?
0: That's right. So, Hey, so listen, football season is a coming, you and our big football fans. So we'll stay uh, connected around that we may even uh, do another podcast, even around, uh, you know, we may, you know, we, we got some, uh, athletes who are coming on board doing doing the podcast uh, as well. So, ever how we can encourage you, our listeners, connect with Pastor Terry if you are in and around Athens, Georgia. How can our viewers connect with you?
1: Well, we have our church Facebook page. It's just CLWC Athens at Facebook or Facebook at CLWC Athens, I think is how it's actually. Um, our church website is CLWC Athens. Uh, Athens.org, C-L-W-C-A-T-H-E-N-S.org. And, you know, you just get in get in there and give us a message or pop in. We are at uh, 125 Cathwood Drive,
0: uh, northwest side of Athens. In Athens, Georgia, not Athens, Greece. And so no. if, if people ever fly in and out of Atlanta and want to hop up to Athens, Athens is a, a great little college town. I've enjoyed some, quite a bit of food. Of course, last time I spoke for you, we not only had good food, but we had great ice cream. In that's Athens, right, Georgia. That was a. Great... And I
1: haven't been. I I need. I want to go back there. I haven't been back.
0: Well, it's. Uh, uh, I'd like to get back before I get back. And so that that's. Uh, we love Athens, and we love we love all of the U.S. and all of our again all of our listeners who are just tuning in to encouragement five one one. Again, my name's Al Argo. I'm your host of this weekly podcast where our goal is simply to encourage you and to encourage you to uh, to encourage others. So connect with us at Encouragement511.com. It's been my joy, my privilege to be joined today with Pastor Terry Kessling from Athens, Georgia. Thank you for tuning in to the Encouragement 511 podcast. Join us again next week.